Good morning. Look at this big ass apple. It's a, it's a, it's a Honeycrisp one. They're my new favorite. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. Ah, have a good day. Okay, bye. It looks like Disney has released their streaming service, Disney Plus, and I haven't decided if I'm going to subscribe or get it yet, because I would imagine that all the stuff that's Disney that's on Netflix will soon disappear, as they will no longer give licensing to Netflix to play their movies when they have an entire subscription service. Seems like that's the way to go now, isn't it? Oh, Disney, Disney, you've ever, you ever been around someone who has a mentality of like, just believe people will be better and they will. <laughs> oh, that wishful thinking shit, eh? This, uh, this Disney stuff that we've, okay, tummy, chill out. And tummy's like, Rah. I don't know why. <laughs> it's usually not so vocal in the morning, but today, but anyways wow it is so loud right now um what was i saying ah yes disney disney has us thinking even as adults in some really strange kind of ways huh strange kind of ways Movies are magical things because anything can happen in a movie even a miracle and I think because we grew up with the idea that, oh, there's a Prince Charming, or oh, everything works out in the end, or oh, there's no such thing as limitations. <laughs> Human beings can do anything they put their mind to. And it sounds kind of grumpy coming from me saying, uh, no, we fucking can't. It doesn't matter how much I put my mind to it, my friend, I will never be Michael Jordan because I'm limited by my height and my lack of basketball skills. And even if I practice my hardest and dedicated every single moment to the sport from here on out till the very end, I cannot be or match the skill level of Michael Jordan. So I, I find that just believe you can do it and you will. Just don't have a shitty attitude about it and you can. That's such a shitty thing to tell anybody who has a very clear limitation that would prevent them from doing whatever the thing is. It's nice to say nice things and stuff, but it's very Disney, isn't it? Don't even think about that. Don't even think about that. If you just have the right attitude, you can do this. Bro, what are you, fucking 10 years old? <laughs> adults telling adults that you can just do it. I mean, hey, it's nice to hear and stuff. But the older I get, the less I want to hear it's okay just for the sake of it's okay. And you can do it just for the sake of momentarily letting go of the concern that I can't do something and accepting how heavy that actually is. You know what I mean? When you're a kid, it's easier to kind of believe those things. As you get older, 
You notice your own limitations most of all that prevent you from doing things that are challenging and difficult to do. And a lot of the time we start challenging things and we don't finish them because we find we don't like them. And try pushing yourself to do something you found out you don't like. It doesn't quite work. You know what I'm saying? It really sucks to have to do things in life that you don't like. And you can't help your attitude about it necessarily. You know what I mean? And I know it sounds kind of doom and gloom and a little bit like, it's better to, I mean, yeah, it's better to believe you can, I suppose. But there's a discrepancy between that belief and between what's going to happen when you try to achieve whatever that goal is and you don't achieve it. The, The belief just reveals the discrepancy and it reveals the limitation within that prevents you from getting to the thing anyway. I don't know. I just, um, like I said, I'm, I'm pretty well aware that there's some degree of delusion operating within me at all times. But the degree of that delusion really matters. You know what I mean? And I know that if you want to achieve something pretty crazy, you got to tell yourself some pretty crazy things. But I just have this stop in my mind that makes me not do that. Not because I don't want to achieve the thing, but because I don't want to be delusional about what I can actually do and what I can put out into the world or whatever. It doesn't help me to lie. It helps me to get good feedback so that I can tweak things. But at the same time, if I don't like something or if you don't like something, why would you want to do it, you know? Why would you want to do it? It's much easier to, I find, go on in life. All right, Fitbit, chill out. To go out in life and just kind of observe, make the judgment call after. I don't know. I get put off by that Disney mindset. You know what I mean? You can just do it. You can just do it. It's so shitty. You shouldn't say you can't do it. But what if you can't do it? That's a truth you have to accept. I just think back to certain things and this, this propensity of belief that we have, right? If it's not God that you believe in, don't think there isn't other stupid shit that you believe in. (laughs) It's so weird. Like even I grew up with my mom who always had a weird thing with black cats. And if I see them, I initially have the thought of, oh God, a black cat just crossed the road. I better turn around and walk the block where I have to remind myself like, no, stupid. That's not how it works. This is not how the world works. Get it together, okay? No cat is messing up your day. No cat cares. Weird superstitious stuff, you know? Oh, if you bit your tongue, someone's talking about you. (laughs) So silly weird beliefs we have you know the thing about beliefs and the things we actually value is that you act them out we say a lot of shit everybody says a lot of shit including me i believe this and i believe that and this this and that but what really really reveals someone's true values and beliefs is how they actually behave in their interpersonal relationships. Oh my god, here goes the broken record again. Dun, 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 dun. But it is a, a very true. Just very, very true. Okay? Okay? Hey, who's that? 
Getting distracted by my phone and stuff. By my phone and stuff. Ba 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 da ba ba. It's almost Christmas time. Meaning, <laughs> as soon as December hits, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas songs every single day. <laughs> I mean, I've already kind of been sneaking in some Christmas music. However, I've been listening in my headphones so that I I don't get that grumpy fucking proclamation from everybody. Oh my God, Amy, it's too fucking... Okay, okay. (laughs) I won't play it out loud then. I'll just play it in my ears. But if you see me skipping around, I hope you know I'm playing it and I'm having a jolly old time while you're sitting there all grumpy and shit watching the TV and the news with its 500 tickers running across the screen. How on earth do people watch the news these days? Hmm? Hmm? How? I don't understand. Why? Because there's like a million things going on. There's just this little tiny person like shoved to the left of the screen, a little box. It's the biggest box, of course. And then all around him, her, him or her, are tickers with the day's news. Mostly about Trump. (laughs) Fucking CNN. Tickers everywhere. Oh my God. It's so obnoxious to look at. It is just meant to confuse you. That's exactly what it looks like. And that's why I never, ever, ever want to stare at that goddamn news program. I got to say, being out of touch with the news is kind of way better than being in, in, than being in touch with it just because I can't get all hyped up and bent out of shape over stupid stuff like that because as soon as I see it, I get hyped up and bent out of shape because it's so just it's such a clusterfuck of information that I'm not absorbing. I can't imagine being like just the average person. How many people watch this stuff and don't think about that? And they're probably like, I don't know why I have ADD or why it feels like it's getting worse. Huh? I wonder why, buddy. (laughs) I wonder why it feels like your ADD is getting worse. This distraction economy that we are all so obsessed with, it's just lurking in the background there. Hey, as soon as you start doing one thing, your brain's like, I want to do another thing and I want to do another thing. And that's the super shitty thing about having a phone. And oh my God. I have just not been on my phone anywhere near as much as I've ever been in my life. It's just always put away. I'm I'm being productive and focusing. I forget the thing exists. You know what I mean? It's pretty crazy. And I actually like that a lot better because I feel like I'm totally in whatever I am doing. And I am the worst for focus. So right now I'm the total opposite. And God, that shit feels so good. Not being like, oh my God, did someone text me? Oh my God, I better check my phone. Oh my God, I want to check my phone. You know, and it sucks in the sense that I miss my friends. I'm used to talking to them so much more and texting them throughout the day. But now it's when I can and which is as per usual, but it's a lot less now, especially during my four days of 10 hours. The thing with work, is you don't want to be stuck just dilly-dallying because you're going to have so much time and it's just going to be an exercise of what can I do to kill time. And I don't like the idea 
as much as I kind of used to be like this, of being on someone else's dollar and spending their money to be on my phone, you know? So I'm, I try to find things to do and be proactive and productive because A, it just feels better and B, people are paying you. Do your freaking job, okay? Find things to do. Make yourself busy. Earn the dollar that you're being paid. Oh, that was my alarm. Sorry. Earn the dollar. And it doesn't matter what you do. If you're getting paid to do it, do your damn job. It is not that difficult. And if you don't like it, get a different job. Because holy crap, do I hate going into any place that's part of the service industry, whether it's retail or restaurant or whatever the hell. And you get somebody who just clearly hates their life and does not want to be there. That energy and that attitude rubs off on people who are around you. And it's not nice. It just does not feel very good. It does not feel very good, yo. It actually really feels good to be productive and to give people work and get things done. People appreciate you. It's so cute, you know. I get a lot of praise at work. Oh, she's so great. She like comes around and helps us. I had to do my ordering before alone and now she's just, she said she'll take care of it. Yeah, baby, because we're here to handle the inventory in the warehouse for all departments that are in this warehouse taking inventory from our shelves because that's what you're supposed to fucking do, you know? The job is pretty awesome. It's like totally brainless, way more physical than anything and I don't know, you know, I come into bed and I fall asleep. I sleep like a dead baby, a dead baby rock. And then I wake up and I'm like, holy shit, it's a new day. What day is it? I've totally forgot what happened the last 24 to 48 hours. And then as I continue through the day, I remember fragments of it. <laughs> My brain just, you know, it's, uh, it's always had this idea of, like 98% of the stuff that happened yesterday is not consequential. You don't have to remember it. So let's consolidate that 2%, integrate it into memory. And when you need to remember it, you will remember it. But if not, then you don't need to remember it. And it'll only be pulled up then. But it's there somewhere. It's lying in your mind cavity somewhere. And only I know if you will need that memory again. <laughs> talking about my brain in the third person, which kind of is, but it's me also. This is what's talking, but where are the words coming from? I don't even know. It, they just keep coming, guys. They never, ever stop. I don't know how to make them stop. Therefore, I will just share the meanderings and explorations of my brain outward. I don't even know where it goes. But it goes and it goes and it goes and goes and goes. And it just doesn't stop. <laughs> and it's like either I'm going to be acquainted with the fact that I'm thinking and in think mode all day or there's going to be a ton of shit that I just ignore. And I'm sure there is a ton of shit that my brain just ignores anyway because you can't remember every single thing or you can't be privy to every single thing that emerges in consciousness. But I try, that's why I talk fast and I mess up my words and say silly shit sometimes. Because that is the cost of doing business, alright? So bear with me while I try to untangle this series of knots 
that sits in my brain. But hey, you know what I mean. And I was having, I had such a good weekend with Ryan this weekend. There was this joke that I kept making. I had mentioned it yesterday, or maybe it was the day before, whenever I was last here. And uh, on Friday, I'd taken a cab to work because it was raining and because I fucking can. So he was like, oh man, I'm so bothered. My credit card company's paying me. And I'm like, yeah, but did you cab to work though? <laughs> My whole thing now is like, I'm so ballin' I can cab to work. And it's like such a little thing too, but oh my god, just the feeling of being able to do that and not being like, oh fuck, I'm so stressed. It's so good, you know? Mm, what a good, nice, comfy, comfy, assuring feeling, isn't it? I need to go to the post office and get some stuff sent out, yo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but anyways, aside from that, Disney Plus, Disney Minus. Disney is so great, but also, if, you're, if you've grown up with Disney, it's pretty... It does a number on your, on your relationship with reality a little bit. And as much as I would like to believe a lot of things, especially something as simple as just believe and it will happen. Remember, remember Anita Sarkeesian, believe women, just believe, listen and believe. Remember how stupid we all thought that was because it is stupid because you shouldn't just listen and believe, because evidence matters more than anything above all. Before all else, bay. Evidence is bay. That is what bay stands for in case you didn't know, bitch. You are welcome. <laughs> You're so welcome that I imparted such knowledge on you today. I've already seen the Charlie Brown Christmas movie like three times. I actually watched it three times in one day. It's only like 25 minutes. It was a special episode. Can you believe that usually goes on for about an hour, which means there's like a half an hour or so of commercial time, which is super shit. Or maybe it's like 45 minutes. I don't even know. I just remember when I was a kid and they used to play it on TV. There used to be lots of commercials. And I don't want to watch any commercials anymore. There's nothing I dislike more. Disrupting my watching experience than an advertisement for some shit that I just don't care about. I used to like YouTube. Remember when there were no ads at all? <laughs> and now people can choose to have ads in the middle or just book and ads or whatever they like. And it's like, boo, ads are gay. I mean, you advertise on the side of the video. You advertise everywhere, 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 everywhere. Google search page, there's ads. Facebook, there's ads. I never use Facebook because why... I mean, I do for the thought cast, but you know, and I didn't, I've never mentioned this before, but if you're, if you listen to the audio and you hear a little bit of sound on the beginning before the intro hits, it's because I post little videos from stuff that I do 
And if you want to see them, I recommend you watch the first part of the video on the YouTube channel because that's where it is. Just letting y'all know in case because sometimes there's chipmunk voices and I use the Snapchat filters and make silly stuff. So, you know, you can't really know what that is. I'm sure if you've been here before and heard it, you probably know like, ah, shit, here she goes again with her Snapchat filters. But, you know, you got to make fun as much as possible. That is what I do. I feel like my destiny is just to inject fun wherever I be. Okay? I am fun AF. <laughs> mm. There was a cute little old lady on um, Kill Tony, and she called herself Soccer Mom. And she was like, I realize that as fuck is another way of saying as you can be. <laughs> she was so super cute. I learned that from my kids. <laughs> oh my God, adorbs. As can be, as fuck. I'm going to start using as can be. I am fun as can be. But I really like AF. I'll type it. I'll type AF so I don't have to say as fuck. Because, you know, I keep telling myself I'm going to clean up my language and be less of a potty mouth while for 10 hours a day I'm around technicians and all men. <laughs> Who, who talk a lot of shit. Actually, they're not bad. They're probably better than I in terms of swearing. So, and I've cut down a lot. You know what's crazy is I've, like, I've, I know I've cut down a lot on my phone because my phone tells me, hey, hey girl, your screen time was down 7% from last week, which is an average of like five hours and something minutes or whatever it was. And I was like, What? That's crazy, yo. Five hours for the week, I guess it is. So you see that and you're like, oh, look how much I get done. So much production, productivity, feels good. I love waking up in the morning after a day like today. On Wednesdays, we get shipments and my arms and my upper back hurts because I'm lifting shit all day and I'm moving things. And uh, I don't know, there's something different about physical work. That is just better. It's just better. Sitting at a desk all day, I can't. And I, I just notice such a huge difference in everything, you know. And I'm still at the office two days a week and I still like it. Um, it's just the sitting part that I absolutely hate. So I'm going to see if I can get my boss to spring me a stand-up desk. It's worth a shot. May as well see if we can do that. Because that's the way, you know? The way is a stand-up desk. Not a sit-down, compress your spine all day, have your wrists and your shoulders and everything be in an incorrect position, not ergonomic, and then sit for two hours like that and get up and everything is cracking, your joints just feel uncomfortable, and you're like, why? What the hell did I do? That sitting down and doing nothing is causing me such grief. Well, it's just sitting. It's not good for you. You're not supposed to do that. That sedentary lifestyle is no fucking good. You know? It just doesn't work. But you know what? If you, if you believe it, you can do it. You can sit through a chair and not have back pain all day. All you got to do is believe. Just believe. Just believe you're gonna be okay and everything's gonna be fine 
That's the only thing I will accept. Everything's going to be okay. Because, yeah, it always ends up okay. I don't think that's a lie. I think that's true. When things get bad and stuff, they feel like it feels like there's no end in sight, doesn't it? It feels like there's no end in sight. And then it's over. And oh, voila, everything is okay again. Just need to wait for the balance to get back on track. <clears throat> Pardon? Pardonnez-moi, s'il vous plaît. Je suis désolé. Désolé, sorry. Désolé. It's been a while since I've spoken French. Anyways, let's see what the hell's happening on the interwebs, shall we? Psychology stuff. All right. I always like these articles because they're applicable to many people. Psychology is a field of study um, or field of inquiry, I'll say, that I find is really useful for every single person because every single person has a brain and every single person should give a shit about their mental health. You know, it's so funny. We sit here and we talk about mental health and shit all the time. It's so important. We need to care about mental health. Meanwhile, we know that nothing is more healthy for you than making friends with people that you can have secure and long-lasting connections with, that you spend time to build and enrich over time. Yet, we work diligently to do the opposite and ensure we do not connect with people. Because guess what, bitch? You're motherfucking broken. But you know what's going to heal you? Making some real-ass friends. But your bitch-ass can't even do that because you're stubborn. Hey! Learn some shit and get it together and make your life happier. That's all I'm saying. It's a great improvement to have people who care. Build your little tribe. Do not forget how important that is, okay? This was a huge aspect of our survivability and getting to this point in 2019. Our ancestors knew better than us in so many ways and there are so many things that we are disconnected from that we no longer see as valuable, yet we're clamoring to connect with the world through these fucking smartphones and this internet. Hey, have a real conversation, dude. Be vulnerable. It is a prerequisite to human connection. Be real. Say what you feel. Say what you need. Be around people who are receptive and reciprocate what you need and give them what they need to support, companionship, friendship, and impart some knowledge, yo. Tell people to get into reading psychology because it's good to know how we think and how we process things in order to be more acquainted with the process and not give ourselves shit when we get a little bit off course. It's not fair to do to yourself and if you're already in a shitty position in life, you don't need to be bad to yourself. You need to be good to yourself. Okay, give yourself reasons to wake up in the morning and not feel like, oh fuck, here we go again, it's another day. Because that mindset will fucking evaporate your life away and then you'll be dying and you'll wish you fucking did it different. And I'm telling you, you will wish you did it different. 
because we never realize we're going to die until the moment we're dying. So acquaint yourself with the fact that you're going to fucking die. It's really important to think about your mortality and to think about the limitations of your lifespan so that you can actually get what you value out of it or inject some value into it. And nothing will bring you more value than the quality of your relationships, guys. Let me lecture you at Wednesday in the morning, okay? I'm going to read you this article. I think it is all I will have time for, but we will go through it, okay? This is something that applies to or can apply to almost anybody and everybody. Why? Because everybody deals with anxiety. We all understand what social anxiety is or when we have something coming up, it causes us anxiety. We all have ideas that populate our mind that infect our brains like viruses, And we need to find ways to manage that anxiety and manage just the existential angst of being alive every day because it can get angsty and it can get tense, but find a way to relieve that pressure, my friends, okay? I just want you to be happy and I want you to be a little healthier. Whatever increment in a positive direction you can make, make it. Let me tell you one thing before I continue. As much as it is a difficult thing to admit, because for some of us, it's a little bit harder work than others, find a job that makes you enough, not just enough money, but a little bit more than enough money so you have money to put away and save. It's good to have money saved in your bank account. Not until now did I realize how much of a fucking relief it's been to not look at my bank account and see that my entire paycheck for the week or two weeks is already gone because I had expenses I cannot keep up with. Nothing sucks more than being broke and nothing will have you stressing about anything else in your life more than being broke. Fucking work hard to save money. And if you can't save money, find another job to get some bank, son, because nothing sucks more than not knowing if you will have enough money or not for the things that you need, basically. Get that shit going. Make sure you have more money to do things with your friends. Have money. Have money to buy weed if you need to or whatever it is you got to do. Just make sure you have it and you're not spending money you shouldn't be spending in order to get those things. Because I can tell you, it does not feel good. It does not feel good. That's the other thing that's terrifying about dating, right? Is I cannot date someone now that I'm on this role who doesn't have their fucking financial shit together. Please do, because if I fail, I don't want to lean on you who also doesn't have their shit together financially, because I can't, I can't, nor do I want to be someone somebody has to lean on if they need something. I'll be there to help however I can, but the goal is always to encourage people to be self-sufficient and get it together, dude, get it together. You don't want to be with someone who cannot handle their cash. That's that's something I found really embarrassing about my situation is like, yeah, I'm a girl, but I don't want a guy to have to pay for my shit. 
You know what I mean? I like taking care of my things. And more than that, I like knowing that I can. I like knowing that if I do something, I'm not worried about money anymore. You know, I can handle my shit. I don't have to have any sort of expectation of any sort of help or whatever. Or God, how am I going to do this? Like, I have to let this person know that I can't actually hang out because I can't afford it. Like, that is the route I will go as opposed to assuming that someone will take care of my bill or whatever. But now, just that, that feeling, that stress alleviation of knowing, yo, I'm going to be all right. I got it. Money is sitting in the bank and I don't even need to stress. If I need to go <clears throat> get groceries in an emergency or get this, this or that, I can do that. And I'm not going to be in a position where I am struggling or feel like, fuck, why did I have to spend that 12 bucks on groceries? What a shitty position. Like being on the other side of that now. And being in the middle of building momentum so that I can continue to, to stay on track has been such an eye-opening experience for me. Money can't buy you happiness, sure. It can certainly buy you peace of mind. Because don't forget the world that we live in. We live in a world that's run by money. You want shit, you need money. You want to do shit, you need money. You can do things without money and be entertained, yes. But let's not ignore the fact that we do things and we enjoy a lot of things. And in order to do those things, we got to spend money. And if you want to spend that money, you got to make that money, son. Work your ass off. Make that cash. Because it is important. And <laughs> I don't mind too much, you know what I mean? Like, I get to buy experiences now. Like it was so fun going out this weekend, hanging out with Brian, having dinner, being able to buy clothes and just like do things. I love that shit. It's the best. And not being like, not leaving a store and being like, all right, so I have this much money left for this, this and this. I still have this much wiggle room. I have like $4 left for coffee. If I really, really need coffee this week, you know, I remember that mentality so much. And like not being in that mentality you have to really be pulled out of what you regularly do in order to see what it's actually like on the other side. And then once you get a little taste of this, I can never be broke again. You just can't. I will work three jobs if I need to, but I will not, not, not dip below where I am now. Because if I did, oh my God, it, I would be having such an averse reaction. And my anxiety has just plummeted. You know what I mean? It's crazy how much we don't recognize that not being in a financially stable position or working towards a financially stable position just fucks you up. So good luck out there. If that's something you're struggling with, I really hope that you get another job or figure it out because I got to tell you the peace of mind that comes. Yeah, I have to work my butt off, but you know what? It feels really fucking good. And I have shit to show for it. I, I talk to myself. I'm like, look, behold the fruits of my labor. Six days a fucking week. Ten hours for four days. Six to eight hours the other two. Kicking fucking ass. And I don't even have enough time to spend that dollar, yo. So it's just like stacks on stacks on stacks. And I'm like, yes, finally. The, for the first time in my life, I am seeing positive in my bank account and I'm not stressing 
And I gotta tell ya, that shit feels good. Cause I'm I'm trying not to get carried away. But I'm like, you know what? Have some goals, have some things you wanna buy that you that will mo- continue to motivate you. Honestly, I just feel motivated by the fact that I'm feeling like I'm okay in this area for once. So we'll see. I'm trying not to get too carried away. I'm very, very uber excited about it. But you know, you know how it goes. All right, let me read this article. Study provides new insights into emotional regulation strategy use among socially anxious individuals. A recent study published in the journal Motivation and Emotion utilized smartphones to get a better understanding of how socially anxious college students regulate their emotions. That it is crazy how much data people can get about you and how much somebody can get to know you by just looking at your smartphone habits. That shit is super scary. At any point, they can collect any of that data or they do collect that data and they can just look at it and figure shit out. Which, personally, I don't mind. The more that is revealed about me, the easier it will be to work with. That's how I see it. This study is part of a larger effort to use smartphone technology to understand how individuals with varying levels of depression and anxiety regulate their emotions in daily life, said study author Alexander DeRose, a postdoctoral fellow at the Center for Addiction and Mental Health in Toronto. Instead of asking people to come to the lab and report on situations over the past two weeks, we've been more interested in assessing people's emotion regulation strategies in real time as they encounter events during the day. This has only recently become possible through the use of experience sampling smartphone applications, which send notifications with surveys to people several times per day. Past research has shown that people with social anxiety disorder tend to use less effective strategies to regulate their emotions, like avoidance and suppression, which tend to inhibit or avoid emotional experiences. This tends to have effective cognitive and interpersonal consequences and may maintain the symptoms of social anxiety, Doris explained. Exactly. Listen, all you people out there who avoid having the relationships, who suppress your emotions and pretend you don't have them because for some reason you've told yourself that if you have feelings, you're a bitch. No, if you have feelings and don't face your shit, then you're a bitch, okay? Just be real about how you feel. You just don't want to accept the results of it. That is what is really shitty about having some feelings that you know you're not going to get something out of is that you have to deal with the emotional blow of not getting what you want even though your emotions want it. And I'm here to tell you, my friends, that is a feeling you should acclimate to and get used to. Don't get jaded over this kind of stuff. Just fucking deal. You're not the only person who doesn't get things you don't want. We're all like this. And it sucks. Yes, it really sucks. But you know what? Once you get used to that and once you understand that not everything is going to align so that you get it all the time, that's it. You have to do that. Other people are going to want things that are not going to collide or work with what you want. And this is just life. Suppressing the emotions, avoiding the relationships is not going to help you. This is a preventative thing. It totally negates the relationship you should be having with yourself. 
So how do you think you're going to have a good relationship or a good emotional connection with anybody else when you can't have that with yourself? Don't suppress and be avoidant. That is my recommendation to you. No matter how fucking hard it is and how much you want to sometimes, don't. Just keep that shit real, dog. Just keep it real, okay? We wanted to explore whether people with high traits social anxiety might use any or certain emotion regulation strategies differently compared to people with low traits social anxiety in different contexts, e.g. in a social situation or alone when experiencing high or low social desire and at high or low negative effect. The researchers assessed social anxiety symptoms in 115 undergraduate students and then used a smartphone app to examine how often the students used eight different emotion regulation strategies over the course of 14 days. The app also measured negative effect, poor mood, and social desire, how much the participant wanted to be with others. The emotion regulation strategies included trying to ignore feelings, trying to hide inner feelings, trying to distract oneself from feelings, thinking a lot about one's feelings, coming up with a concrete plan for action, changing one's perspective on something, trying to accept feelings, and seeking advice or comfort from others. I do all those things, you know what I mean? Coming up with a concrete plan for action, it doesn't always go as planned, but I try anyway. Changing one's perspective on something, that is the most important tool in my arsenal. The perspective changing, whatever you want to call it, okay? Is that there has to be another way to look at this so that I'm not causing pain and I'm getting a lesson from it. Always try to find what you can learn from the thing. That's always a good perspective. What can I learn from this? What way do I need to see this or look at this? How do I need to turn this and place it in order to get a lesson out of it? That's going to better me. You know what I'm saying? Seeking advice or comfort from others, you know I'd be doing that. As soon as shit goes on, I'm running to friends and talking to them. If I can't figure it out on my own, you know? And I got to tell you, I have not felt mentally healthier like this ever. Mm-mm. Mm-mm, girlfriend. Uh-uh. <laughs> the researchers found that socially anxious participants were more likely than non-anxious participants to report using at least one of the emotion regulation strategies when in a negative mood. The main finding from the study is that people with higher levels of trait social anxiety tended to use an emotion regulation strategy more often than people with low trait social anxiety, at least when considering high negative effect observations, Daros told SciPost. We also found that the use of an emotion regulation strategy for high trait social anxiety individuals interacted with their in-the-moment social desire. So if someone with high trait social anxiety had higher social desire, they were more likely to report using an emotion regulation strategy and vice versa. Someone with high trait social anxiety and low social desire was less likely to report using emotion regulation strategies. We think this is because people with high trait social anxiety also want to engage socially at times and have to overcome their own tendencies to inhibit or avoid these situations, thus engaging in more emotion regulation strategies to do so, Darrow said. 
Although we expected people with high versus low trait social anxiety to use more avoidance and suppression at high negative effect, we actually did not confirm this finding. However, when considering all observations regardless of negative effect, we did confirm this tendency. These resu results suggest that most of us are more likely to use suppression and avoidance when we are upset, regardless of our trait social anxiety levels. You know what? I used to do that more because it it just annoys people when you actually express your emotion in the moment they don't like people don't like it when you get mad you know what I mean if you get mad they're like why are you fucking mad being mad stupid but when they get mad and shit look if you avoid and suppress your anger and your stupid emotions but I feel comfortable with mine and I'm going to express those things and be pissed off no matter how fucking stupid you think it is I'm gonna get over that shit quicker it's not gonna sit in me and fester like a fucking boiling blister of emotion on my goddamn soul that doesn't go away when I could just be upset for a few minutes. Which, by the way, if someone pisses you off, it's okay to be upset. You don't always get to choose what makes you upset. And it happens. And that's all right. And nobody should make you feel bad, especially if they're the person who pissed you off. Yes, we understand there are unreasonable and reasonable reasons to stay angry. That's one thing. But the getting mad part is not something anybody can control. And what doesn't help is the avoidance and suppression of those emotions, of any emotions really. If you're super happy, dude, express that shit. You should be able to do that. You only live once. Live in the moment. And living in the moment means you're going to express some things that people may not like. And who gives a shit? If it's someone near you who's hurt by it, guess what? If you care enough, you'll apologize. But nobody's going to give you shit for having a feeling if they understand how human beings work and how these things emerge. And we don't always, cho we don't choose what upsets us and does not. All we can do is figure out how to deal with that moving forward if it's causing such a disruption. You know what I'm saying? All right, let's continue. <clears throat> Sorry, I, what I was actually saying is that I used to be the type of person who would just go quiet and just go away when I was upset. Over the last few years, especially, it's something I voice. I'm not feeling good right now. I'm kind of mad. I'm angry. I'm feeling like this. I'm feeling like that. And I've acclimated to myself and learned how I deal with those things in the moment. Not perfectly, but the first step in order to understand that is to allow myself or to just have the reaction and then observe it later and deal with whatever. You know what I mean? My intent is never to hurt anybody or be hurtful or mean, but it certainly can manifest if I'm in the middle of some silly emotion that is going to come out of me. And um, if you hold yourself accountable and like take responsibility for the fact that you did this, this or that, it does help kind of shift the blocks within you to deal with things in a way that's going to be conducive and helpful to everybody, especially you. And it just makes it easier for other people to deal with you when you have actually dealt with yourself. It just does. People want to be around you more. You know, I tend to have a really great energy. People are excited to see me every day and I'm excited to see them. And it's because of you put in a little bit of work to make sure you like, I don't want to hurt anybody. 
I also just like feeling good. But sometimes that requires you acknowledging how bad you actually feel, not running away or avoiding it like a fucking bitch, okay? Okay, let me continue. The study, like all research, includes some caveats. Our sample was a relatively homogenous sample of undergraduate students and only 25% had trait social anxiety scores that could be considered clinical. Therefore, it would be useful to examine the generalizability of the findings in new samples in individuals with diagnosed social anxiety disorder, Daros told SciPost. Moreover, we define social situations rather crudely in the study, e.g. with others or alone, and this does not reflect the complexity of actual social interactions, e.g. around others, but not interacting, online interactions. This may have led to the non-significant findings seen for this variable. We hope to assess social interactions better with additional specifiers in the future. In addition, we had a somewhat low response rate overall, e.g. about 40% of surveys were returned, but this may reflect the fact that we recruited real students who were going to class and engaging in activities and therefore may have missed surveys because of these reasons. This is the first of a series of studies using smartphone experience sampling. Therefore, we're excited for what we will find next. We think that findings from this research show how the use of ER strategies, emotional regulation strategies, can be context-dependent on many variables, e.g. trait social anxiety, social desire, negative effect, Darrow said in. Thus, we are actively looking at how we can predict when and where people might use different strategies depending on their clinical characteristics. Because effective and flexible emotional regulation is associated with better mental health, we think this type of research will eventually help to understand and provide feedback to people about how the regulation strategies they use may be influencing how they feel, think, and act. All I know is the emotional regulation strategies I apply have a lot to do with just asking myself questions about the thing that I just felt in the moment. Are you being stupid about this? Do you have an actual reason to be upset? Did you just react in the moment? Is there actually something that someone has done in this moment to bother you that would regularly bother you? Would you do this to another person? Have you done it to another person? Did you feel okay doing it? Just a series of things to break down whatever emotion has emerged in consciousness is a helpful exercise to recognize that a million times a day you're going to feel a million things that are misaligned from the reality that you're experiencing and your brain is just on a thinking tangent creating situations and emotions that are coming from who knows what, fucked up childhood, fucked up life experience, PTSD, whatever you have in your mind that causes the thought of that nature to occur. There's always something below. And sometimes you got to dig and ask really basic questions to get there. And that for me has proven to be a really good strategy for regulating my emotions and just getting back on track. Because most of the time when you feel something, you like just connect with the moment at hand, right? Where am I right now? Is there actual threats where I am in this moment? No. What should I be doing right now? Am I doing it? No, I should do that. Direct yourself to the thing that you should be doing. Always work through the logic of it because I find that if you do that, you're giving yourself not only a manual but a list of reasons as to why what you're feeling right now is not correct and why you need to just continue to do what you're doing to get things done. But anyway, that was that article that will be posted as per usual in the description box in YouTube along with everything else if you want 
to a find me, okay? And you can. Instagram, you can find me on, oh man, where am I? Simplecast, which is the audio RSS feed, if that's where you want to go. My Patreon link is down there. If you want to buy me Christmas presents, my Amazon wish list is there too. <laughs> what else is there? There's there's my what mug. Actually, you should get yourself a what mug. Be part of the Good Morning Club, yo. Buy yourself a what mug. They are super cute. I had a few of the guys buy them and send me pictures. And I threw them on Instagram. The link is in the description, mes amis. Okay. Let's see. Moderate physical activity linked to lower depression in a depressed adult outpatients. Feedbook plays an important role in the link between dating app use and intentions to cheat. You know what's so funny? I was thinking yesterday, what if Uber Eats or Skip the Dishes started matching you based on the amount of times you use it to order and the food you order? Can you imagine? That's like a mukbang at like the next level. If you're ordering food from Skip the Dishes, say from McDonald's or whatever, and you're ordering the same meal, and they're like, hey, this person is also ordering the same meal. Let us connect you. (laughs) It's so funny. I was thinking of, man, what a crazy thing to bring people together over is like what they eat, which, I mean, we get together with our friends and eat. When we go on dates, we go eat. Like this is just what we do. So that would be a great way to capitalize on the whole ordering food from Skip the Dishes and being able to order anything because uh, I think people really love food and that's a great reason to get together. And uh, I don't know, there could be something there. You know what I mean? I wonder if there would be a lot of fatties matched with a lot of skinny people who just eat really shit and stay skinny. I wonder what kind of matches would come out of people's skip the dishes and Uber Eats habits. That would be some real funny shit to see materialize. I hope they do it. I hope they do it. One day maybe. But man, that would be really great. But it would have to be built into the apps, not a separate thing. You know? And there'd have to be a way to like keep a person anonymous, like user, blah, 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 just ordered the exact same meal as you. Would you like to connect? And then each person gets a box that pops up. And if one person hits yes and the other person hits yes, then the chat pops up or something like, hey, I heard you're getting a Big Mac meal from McDonald's. Me bucking too. What are you doing? Oh, you know, just about to like take a break from World of Warcraft, eat this Big Mac. Oh my God, you're playing World of Warcraft? Me too. That's so crazy. I can't believe we're both taking a Big Mac break. <laughs> to play World of Warcraft. Do you just want to hang out? Do you want to like meet in the same city? Or like, do you want to play or whatever? And bam, you got yourself a local friend. <laughs> or whatever. Who knows? Might be the love of your life. Big Macs and wow, yo. <laughs> Uh, my tummy is just on revolt this morning. It's like, like, why do you need to make such hideous sounds, bro? Just relax, okay? 
you're not going to eat until noon today because I'm intermittent fasting and I'm not hungry right now. So you keep talking that shit, but I ain't giving you nothing. Nothing. Anyways, guys, happy hump day. The day has arrived. There's only a few more days left. This is my seven day in a row week. So we be killing it. We be doing things. We be making that long paper, son. And we are going to have a wicked killer ass day because that is what we do. It is what you make it. Don't forget how you think about your experience determines the quality of your experience. Okay. Never forget the wise words of Sam Harris and many people before who have said the same thing. I think therefore I am. It is a very, very important part of the formula. And believe me, it has utility. And you can use it in the right ways and really give your situation a boost. Okay? Have I decided whether I will be subscribing to Disney Plus yet? Not quite yet, but I'm like 90% leaning yes. And if so, I'm probably going to cancel Netflix. All the shows that I want from there, I have them downloaded already. Because I'm a pirate, yo. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So we'll see. Oh, have a great day. Big kiss. Bye.